I tell you what, today I had a realization and I would love for you to share it with me. I've come to the realization that I am on the upswing, I'm hoping. Now you can say I told you so or laugh at me or be thrilled, you know, four days from now if I'm crying and I'm going, oh, I'm falling apart. But let's just see what's going to happen. So I'm trying to think of what has helped me. Now, I've had this illness my entire life. The endometriosis, the heavy periods, not being able to have children, uh, all of that stuff, you know, the posture, my, my TMJ, all of the stuff that didn't stop me, I just lived with, I dealt with. When my body fell apart and everything stopped working for me, that's kind of what I consider where my illness started for me. So 2021. So since, it, but now it started in 2009 with breast cancer and I had something every year, but I kept going. It wasn't until I physically could not walk and or talk that I went down. So I consider that 2021, although I was sick every year after I gave birth. Now, since 2021, it's now 2023. <laughs> yes, I'm going to say what's two plus two. I'm bringing up, you know, obvious things here, but there's a reason. There's a reason. I went down in January of 2021. That was the start of everything going down with this flare, I guess is what we'll call it, a flare. And by October of 2021... I completely lost my ability to walk. So I went from January to October. I was in bed on and off to in October completely being bedridden. It started kind of on and off in June. Well, it started in January, truthfully. And then in June, it went down even more. My hip was added to everything. And then I just progressed and went gradually downhill. I was introduced to fascial remodeling in October, 2021. And I have faithfully done that pretty much almost every week. Every week since October, 2021, I have had some, I have had some form of fascial remodeling with the exception of maybe, I think, eight weeks maybe total so you figure that out there's 52 weeks in a year right if please because my math isn't all that good <laughs> so write this down because I don't have a pen and, and well I could get one but it'll be noisy and Emma's in my lap and I got the heat on so if you've got a pen and paper let's see so it was 52 weeks from October 2021 to October 2022 okay that's 52 weeks and then November December January February March April May June so at eight months, so that's 60 weeks, right? Right? No. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Okay. So, okay. Oh, man, I have a point here. October 2021 is when I started fascial remodeling. I'm still doing it, by the way, but now I'm at every two weeks. And it's June of 2023, so that's a year, 52 weeks. But if I go back to months, that's 12 months plus six months. So 18 months or... <laughs> so a lot of those weeks, minus maybe eight, I have done nothing but fascial remodeling. And 
I've had a few setbacks where I fell and popped my hip out, where I went over the speed bump and my rib popped out. I was donning my bra, I love using that word, and popped a rib out. So I've had a few setbacks, then the muscle spasms and my neck and losing the ability to walk again. Are you okay, love bug? Yeah, love you. I love you too. And so, let's see, October 21. And then, so I had those few setbacks and then dealing with phys- physical therapist that actually set me back because of the spasms and the fascia. And then I tried Pilates. I added mat to it, which did prove helpful. And it took me until what, March? Oh, and when I wasn't able to do fascial remodeling, I did therapeutic massage. So I was constantly doing something. Every week I've had to do something since October of 2021. And I found this therapist, what, what I did, was my first appointment. Was it April? I think it was April. You've been with me. Let me think. Yeah, it was April or May. It was last month. Yeah, it had to be last month. So it was May. So I just now found that modality. And after what I experienced today, I can now pretty much say I have figured out what works for me. It's not medications. It's not surgery. It's nothing that the doctors were doing for me. It is fascial remodeling first and foremost postural respiration therapy which we'll get into more in a little bit and mat but a big 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 part of it is a positive attitude and when I say positive attitude I don't mean you know you know bippity bip dippity boppity boo Put them together and what have you got? Bippity boppity boo. See, that's kind of going through my head as I'm walking and things like that because I'm kind of in that da 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 because I feel like there's so much weight being taken off my body and I feel I feel pretty good. I'm just waiting to see how long before I screw it up. But when I say a positive attitude, it's more of training your mind. Because and, and, I don't always have a positive attitude. It's not, oh, just always think the glass is half full, not half empty. No, it's more than that. It's more like I have to tell my, I mean, I have to have a conversation with my brain. It's like I have to tell myself, this is what I'm trying to do. And I can't be negative because... It's like I can't fool my head. My head, if if I sit there and say I can't, and my head hears it, that's what they're going to think. Now, I am thinking I can't, but I can't say I can't. I have to say I will because I have to fool my head. Now, how in the world I'm going to do that, I do not know. And how is it possible? I do not know. But when I started changing that, wow, I'm crooked, so I've got to change if I if I say to myself, "Wow, I'm 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 popping out of alignment. I need to correct myself." Do you know that it's working, as opposed to being negative? Just the way I phrase some things is changing how my body is reacting. And I don't know if this is going to make any sense to you, but I'm going to share it because I don't know who else to share it with. 
my body is fighting me. I would I don't know if you could tell, but I was in horrific pain the past couple of days. I hadn't had this pain in months and I wasn't sure if it was another physical therapy, another modality I was hoping to work messed me up again because every time I've done it, I've gone into spasms. I start getting worse. And there's my husband's going to be right there saying, I told you, Christy, I told you. Because he he gets worried. He gets worried when I start having any setbacks. But it happens every time I start an exercise. Every time. So I was experiencing pain in my left front in the transverse abdominis in my gluteus area on the left side and going up my side just burning horrible 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 pain feeling like I was being stabbed and I have not felt this in months so when I saw Cindy Hartman today she said Christy this is very odd to me again yet again something else that you know they're not used to seeing she said it's going to take us a while but I'm curious to see I can't, your muscles get so tight in between appointments. And she said, I don't know if it's, because I I had theories. Is it because I am using, I am making my left diaphragm work? Because see, what's happening is, whichever side you have that's dominant, it becomes overworked. And the muscles stop working properly. And your breathing starts being compromised. If you look and you notice like your right side ribs are down and your left side are up, you know, we're supposed to be symmetrical. We are asymmetrical. I hope that's right. And we are asymmetrical because of our poor posture, because we have laxity, because we can't tell where our body is because of our kinesthesia so and now remember everything that I am saying to you is from the patient's perspective and it's from you know a woman who's just an idiot sometimes so take this with a grain of salt or whatever you may think like this morning when I went into PT Cindy's like I'm gonna be about eight minutes I said eight minutes I don't have my phone what do I do for eight minutes so I went ahead and used the restroom and I love it because it's a single little restroom and they have this um, air dryer in there that heats up and I was a little cold so I thought I'll just stand there under the heater for a few minutes and it was blowing it was doing really well so then I opened up my sweatpants and I just had the air blowing all up and down my body because it felt good and I thoroughly enjoyed that so I enjoyed the air dryer today hot air just blowing all over me because sometimes I'll turn the oven on because I'm so cold and I'll stand in front of it and then when I came home, I, I knew I needed to get on heat and all that that morning a moment. But I had to call a doctor for my husband. So I called and I left a message. And then I got down the phone call and I sat down. I turned on my heat and I said, come on, Emma. And she came down and she was sitting on me and we turned on the television. And it was like, it had been like over five minutes. And I'm trying to get ready to find out what to watch on television. And all of a sudden I hear just out of the blue if you are satisfied with your message press one and I was like oh my god what is that and I looked 
I guess I never hung up the phone. So I recorded like seven minutes of me doing absolutely nothing on a medical doctor's answer machine. Luckily, I was able to erase it and just leave another message. But still, I'm kind of flighty. I'm kind of doing my own thing. So none of this is medical stuff that you want to take to the bank. I'm just sharing with you how my body feels in case yours feels like it too. And guess what? I got my hands on the manual. I did. And I've got sheets out of it. And I'll tell you what, Cindy was like, see, when somebody tells me I can't do something, makes me want to do it that much more. It's like, don't touch it, Christy. Well, I got to touch it. So she said, yes, when you're explaining this, perhaps you just need to tell people that they need to find the proper therapist to help them because you don't want to be instructing them, Christy. It's very complex and each exercise is customized and tailored. There's a recipe for each person. And though she doesn't really talk like this, but it just, I needed to have a separate voice. But she kind of like, hey, you know, okay, you got it? Uh Uh-huh. And it's like, she's got hearing of like a bat. She can hear everything. So it's like, oh. So anyway, she's telling me that when you read the techniques, she said they don't make sense and you can really hurt someone. (laughs) And I said, well, okay. So I'm looking at these exercises and I'm trying to think, Like it'll say supine trunk rotation. And she gave me exercises that I'm not allowed to do yet. Well, why would she give me the exercises that I'm not allowed to do yet? So the supine trunk rotation, starting position, arms in a T shape, knees bent. Movement, lower both legs down to one side, keeping opposite shoulder on mat. Hold for 30 seconds and rotate to the other side. A little note. Add rotation of head, neck to opposite side if you would like a neck stretch. Make sure your head is in a neutral position and chin tucked. I saw something else there. When you rotate, repeat five times, complete one set, hold 30 seconds, perform two times a day. Doesn't sound too complex to me. I understand it. And I think you do too. And they've got a picture if you don't. Because I kind of lose it after about the third sentence. My attention span is very short. The supine pectoralis stretch with left trunk rotation. Love it. Ooh, the standing wall press. Can't do that one yet. But you see, she's saying you don't want to share this with other people because they could get hurt. Well, you know what? How hurt are we not knowing this stuff? And I've told you, you can work on your fascia and you're not going to hurt yourself. The tools that I, I share with you there, you can't hurt yourself unless you don't lubricate. And we all know what happens when you do not lubricate. It's friction and you don't want that. And these exercises, well, you've been dealing with your own body for so long. You know where the pain is. You know where the trigger points are. And, and I'm saying all that because today is the first time I was in so much pain since Wednesday. She stretched my ribs, my left ribs up and pushed my pelvis down and I then came home and was doing my quadra quadratus or quadratus whoever wants to say it lumborum uh pulling that in and then working on the glute medius because she showed me that and then she's saying I think maybe maybe you're doing too much and she goes and you've really got to be slow and methodical 
And I'm like, I have been slow and methodical. I've really listened this time. I really have because I feel that this modality is really a, 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 is pushing me through. I'm, I'm really impressed with it. And I feel like that's part of my recipe for getting better is adding this to my life. And there's other reasons for it. But the thing is, you need to be evaluated. You do. But if you can look at your body and you see your right ribs are up and your left ribs are pointing down, then that's kind of an indication that you're not getting the, the breath in properly. You need to open that area up and see when you have weakness, it causes pain because you're trying to strengthen it. So whether or not I added to my pain because I was pushing on my QL and my glute and all that. I just wanted so badly to get out of pain and I want it to happen now, not later. And I figured if her doing it every other day is helpful, why can't I do it on the in-between days and stuff like that? So we're not really sure why I was in so much pain and why this pain came back. It's either because I overdid it which I am going to test to see if it was me or the fact that my body doesn't want to go that way. It's like I've got little, you know, little gnomes working in my body going, no, we want to go to the left. No, we want to go to the right. No, left, right, left, right. So I've got like these arguing little things in my body just taking me everywhere. And I say all this because today is the first day I do. I feel like one of those thumb puppets. And I've explained it before where you stick your thumb up in this little thing that stands on top of this little box and the animal just like, or the person, whatever, collapses. That's kind of how I feel, but I feel like I'm I'm bobbling my head. I feel like a bobblehead. I have never felt my body not into position. I've never when I thought I was in proper posture, I wasn't. When I was hunched over, leaned over, I didn't notice it. I couldn't really tell you. I, I didn't know that I didn't know my feet weren't touching. I didn't know these things. Now, I am finding that I can feel it. When I got out of the truck to go get gas, I had to walk in to get the receipt. And when I did, I felt my head pulling forward, then my chin, then my neck. And I'm like, wait a second, I've got to push myself back. And I'm like, well, wait a second, my pelvis. I, I'm like, wow, okay. I can instantly feel now that my body is not in proper posture. And I think that's part of the battle. Because today, I was in the least amount of flare on my right side than I've been the entire time. I've been really working on my exercises and really trying to understand everything. So if I can get my hands on more of these exercises, then I will because you don't tell me that, oh, I can't share this and you're not going to learn because I guarantee you, you just have to figure out which side is more dominant. And what it is, my left side hurts like crazy, but it's because my right side is the the dominant side, it's doing all of the work and it's not functioning properly. And my left side is too weak. So I need to retrain my body. And like right now, I'm still working on keeping my, 
my pelvis moved over and I can feel it. I'm correcting myself because I can tell that I'm not straight. And today is the first time that I have been able to walk and I can tell that I'm not going into proper posture. And I have one of those upright posture things that you put on your back. And whenever I wear, I got to probably go back and start wearing it. But when you wear it, every little, I have it set at five seconds because the longer you're, this is just what I've come up with. And remember, the, the, the air dryer and the phone call today. So please, patience, perspective here. But I believe the longer we are in improper posture, that's where everything starts happening. Like over time, I slouched so much that my TMJ, my temporomandibular joint started locking up. And then it just got to the point that it didn't want to open anymore because I was hunched over as much as I could. You know, every time I put my legs behind my head, I tore my fascia a little bit. Then when I got pregnant and I gained 56 pounds, they tilted my pelvis. Then when I lost 35 pounds the day I gave birth, that took my pelvis out of alignment again. So I was damaging my fascia. And I went from 2008 with a few periods of my body giving out and the nerve stuff happening to it just eventually giving out. So now that I have gotten rid of a lot of these adhesions, I can feel my body better. Oh, and I did pictures on the AWOL Zebra Fascinating page. I don't know if you can really tell a difference, but I really think some of my wrinkles are going and my face looks different. My nose is smaller. And my face looks different using these tools, so I'm going to keep doing it. Remember, I didn't start this for aesthetic purposes. I started this solely just for to get out of pain, not realizing that wrinkles, uh, fascia was, uh, no, wrinkles are damaged fascia. There we go. And now I'm just trying it to see what's happening. And I'm noticing like little jowls that were under my chin. I say it's from wearing that surgical neck collar because you know your chin just sits there on that on that ledge of that collar. Go look in the mirror and tell me if you're wearing one and go look. It makes little jowls for you, but right there underneath your lip. You know, you don't get the jowls underneath your chin. Ooh, that feels like fascia. That does. Oh, I think I don't need to work on that. Yeah, that's tight fascia underneath my jaw. Remember, I fell on my jaw on my face when I was five years old off the bike. Yeah, there's still more issues in, in my neck. But that's stuff I could not feel before because I had so many adhesions, I couldn't tell you what was happening to my body. Now I am feeling myself go forward and back and forward and back and I'm trying to correct it. And with the upright pot, you didn't think I was gonna get back to it, did you? With the upright posture corrector, it vibrates every time out of, out of proper posture. You can do it for five seconds, 10 seconds, oh, sorry, girl, 15 seconds. And I have mine set at five. So as soon as I am five seconds into improper posture, I'm correcting my body. Well, I couldn't feel it when, I, when the alarm would go off. I'm like, how am I out of posture? So then I would keep teetering my body back and forth until, because you have an app on your phone and you're looking at it, and I'm watching my head go, I'm like, oh my gosh. And then it just starts going off so much because I watched my head just wobble back and forth using that. Remind me, I need to get my upright out. I need to do that. Let me, do I have, you know, now I got to look because now I got to get a pen. Hold on, I have to write that down because if I don't, let me do, okay, let me write that down. Use posture 
upright. Yeah, I have to write that down because, yeah, now that I am feeling this way, because I was getting very, sorry for the noise. Now, now that I can feel my body teetering, I think now I need to do the upright. Now I need to really focus and, and do this. And I say all this because, as I mentioned, I was in so much pain the past couple of days. And, I, and there's no point in me complaining about it because you're in pain too. So why do you need to hear about my pain? But it was horrible. <laughs> I was like feeling like I was being stabbed and I was miserable. And today is the first day that I did my three AWOLA Zebra agenda activities. And I had some other things to do. But I came home after my PT appointment because of the realization and I got on heat, and I sat there and tried to make myself just sleep. I just sat there and allowed myself to do nothing because I wasn't hurting as badly. But because I was hurting so badly before, there was no way in the world I was going to do anything caustic to my body. I like that, caustic, is that good? To my body, because I was not going back to the pain that I was in, that woman, Cindy Hartman, took care of the pain that I was in by doing the myofascial release on the areas that I've mentioned. The QL, the quadratus lumborum, I gotta look it up, is it lumborum or lumborum, lumborum, I think, and the gluteus medius and the gluteus maximus, and then she went into my rectus abdominis because that was bothering me, and that's on the front of your stomach. And everywhere she hit, I could feel the knot. Before, I had knots in my fascia before you could even get there. You couldn't even get to my stomach because I had four layers of fascia. Now, because I have been doing this, you know, for what, 18 months minus eight weeks, for so long, now when you push into my stomach, you can feel that rectus abdominis, and I felt a release and when I got up off the table today, I literally went to tears. Two modalities have brought me to tears. Fascial remodeling and postural respiration. Why? Because they took me out of pain. So why in the hell will I not share it with you? It's up to you to decide, do you need to go left, right? Because if you try to balance it, when you've got one side out of balance, you're not going to correct the problem. So you need to bring every bring your body back to balance. Split down the middle and and do an assessment for yourself. We'll we'll come up with something, Dad Gummit, because I this needs to be shared. And I'm I'm going to get more of that manual and I'm going to do it because let me let let's look at this. I I did. I pulled this up. Where did I get this from? Let's see. Ooh, here we go. Is it here? Yeah. Okay. So all right, here we go. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me take a sip of water. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Had to do that because this is so frustrating to me. Ah, there we go. Mm-mm-mm. Excuse me. Thank you. Now, this is another thing to mention. Not only was I hurting, but... Oh, I got to tilt back my neck. I'm getting too excited. Okay. Not only was, was I hurting, when I tried to use the restroom... Nothing would come out. It was all I could do to get just a smidge. I don't need to be too TMI, but it 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 was not 
good. After she worked on me this morning, I was able to come home and use the restroom. So imagine if you're constantly in chronic pain in those areas, it hurts. She says that this has nothing to do with using the restroom, but I beg to differ. Because if you're rectus abdominis, your quadratus lumborum, and your glutes are hurting, I guarantee you, you're not going to be able to push too hard because your muscles are getting constricted. They're in spasms and you can't push. And when you try to push, you're putting more tension on your, your body. And I'm telling you, I think too, having somebody else put, when I was pushing in using my muscle hook, which I still live by, I still believe using the muscle hook for your areas. My problem was I was going too fast, too hard. That's what she said. And I needed to be more methodical about it and I needed to be more loving and more caring because my body has spent 50 plus years in the wrong direction, going here, there, and everywhere. And now I'm trying to get my body to go into a position that it hasn't been in, if it's ever been in, in a very long time. So I'm trying... It's it's just incredible to me how much difference your posture has to do with everything. And when you can't poop, when you can't stand up straight, and you feel like you're being stabbed, and you can't breathe, it's hard to get up out of bed. Since I've had this done, I I, I toast from Sonic. I couldn't wait. I had to go and get a chicken quesadilla and a burrito, I, I mean, our taco, a soft taco. Why? I do not know. I don't normally eat that, but I had to have it. And that's more eating than I've done in the past four days. I've, I've done more eating today than I've done in the past. I won't be three days. There we go. Three days. So all of that had so much to do with my overall mentality, my mind thinking, everything, that pain. So postural restoration increases your mobility and your flexibility it improves your spinal stabilization strengthens the core decreases chronic pain and improves athletic performance now i don't expect i'm going to be able to dribble a ball any better than i did before i don't expect i'm going to be able to jump rope or do hula hoop any better than i did before but for those that do have athletic aspirations perhaps that will work for you but that is postural restoration. Now, that's what it's going to help you do. But what it does is it's a technique that works to reposition the body into proper bone and muscle alignment and then uses exercises to retrain your neuromuscular system to engage in movements that maintain this position and they prevent us from falling back into faulty positions. And that's the problem. We don't have the right neuromuscular system or our neuromuscular system isn't firing properly. Now, again, remember what I did this morning and everything else I've done. Take it with a grain of salt, but maybe this might relate somehow. But we don't have the ability to know because of our faulty wiring that we're falling backwards, we're, we're slumping, we're doing all this because we can't feel it because of the kinesthesia, right? So postural respiration helps you 
make those areas that we are lacking in stronger. Things like sitting and standing, taking a step, how you respond to, like, if you slip. I mean, do you know how ridiculous I look when I, like, in in the wintertime, I'll be walking and there's a puddle of water, but it's turned into ice. And if I slip, like, last night, ooh, perfect, ooh, 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 perfect example. My husband was taking off his clothes, and I ask everybody to keep everything off the floor because I don't seem to look down anymore, so if there's shoes or something, I trip. Well, my husband was taking off his clothes behind me, and I was at the nightstand, and I bent down, and I was getting up, and when I took a step, I stepped on his underwear that he had taken off, and my right foot just slid, and when it slid, I got pissed, super pissed. Didn't know I was going to go there, but here we go. Because how dare you put your clothes on the floor when I'm here? (laughs) You know, because his argument was, I was right here. Why'd you step on them? But all I thought of was my body isn't going to react to this slip very well. And I'm going to, I'm just jerking. And I knew that that was going to be a problem. So because of that, I got a little upset. But we don't react to a, 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 a little thing like that very well. Our bodies don't. And then eventually I don't. We can't really predict and avoid obstacles. And you, you need, can you do this? Can you, can you carry a glass of, of wine without spilling it? But you got to be able to do it like while walking across a rolling boat. And then to be able to orient your body or, you know, get it, you know, acclimate to a speeding soccer ball. All of that stuff requires excellent postural control. We are lacking that postural control. Now, postural orientation and the equilibrium, they are two main functional goals of postural control. Now, postural orientation is the ability to maintain an appropriate relationship between your body parts, how you are aligned, okay, and between the body and the environment using multiple sensory inputs for the purpose of performing a certain task. So when you bend over to pick up that load of laundry, you're not bending over the way a regular person does. Your and I've said it before, this is the easiest way. When you take a step, when I step on the floor, my foot hits the floor first, but then my hip seems to take action, followed by my knee. Whereas someone else, it's the foot, the knee, the hip. Whereas our body just can't tell. So it's like we're that that uh, collapsible puppet, you know, the little collapse and puppet thing. So that's kind of what happens. So it's very important that we work on our posture. Now, you need to have the correct positioning because that involves training yourself to hold your body against gravity with the least strain and tension on supportive structures. So that's meaning your muscles and your ligaments. And what's wrong with ours? So proper posture keeps your bones and your joints in optimal alignment and decreases wear and tear on supportive structures. You, that's fine. That's fine. Thank you, son. So proper posture 
is important, but you can't keep it if your movement, you know, if your muscles are strangled by your fascia, your joints are slipping out, you can't do that. But when you get rid of the adhesed fascia and you put your joints back into proper position, fix all subluxations, then start focusing on making them stay into position and it is a matter of how you think as well. It's like you have to retrain yourself on how you think. And I bring all that up because, again, that's always something that I have always been like, yeah, whatever. But I honestly am noticing the difference. And so why in the world would I not share these exercises with you? Now, remember, everything that I share with you, I'm doing because my left side is so weak and my right side is dominant. The two exercises that were introduced to me today, one was the upper trunk because what's happened is my right ribs have pulled down and it's like it doesn't want my body doesn't want to work as well anymore because I've got one good side. So I have to sit up with my arms in the T position, my knees are bent, I take my left leg and I cross it over with my ankle on my right knee and I then pull my knee down to, towards the floor in order to stretch the glute area a little bit. Then I put my heel on top of my right knee, my left heel on top of my right knee, and I then pull it down again and do another stretch because that gets the, the longer portion, the side there. Then the next one is I lie on my back and I turn my knees to, all of these will be available at a later date. Perhaps if I get a website. I do have a website. Just need to finish building it and build it and they will come. So I'm going to figure out and I can show you these exercises and I can put some of them on the AWOL Zebra. And by the way, if there's any body part that you want to work on, as I've had a few people ask me, so rather than send out individual videos because I just can't seem to get it all together, I'll just do like a post and it can be, this is what I do to work on my forehead. This is what I do, you know, so on and so on. Because people are asking, so this way I'll share and maybe somebody else can benefit from it. But this one feels so good because you're lying on your back. You turn your legs because I've got to open up the right side. You turn your legs to the left. They're bent. And then your arms are in the T position. And then you're going to take your left arm, move it over, or your right arm, and cross it across your body so it's on the left side. This will be much easier when you can see it. And then you take a deep breath, and then when you exhale, you raise your arm up with your eyes, you follow, bless you, you follow your hand all the way to the floor on the right, as far as you can while it stretches, but you keep eye contact on it because you're turning your neck, because you're turning your trunk, which is going to pull your rib cage up very methodical but it makes a difference and i'm shocked so why would i not share but what happened to me today i was in so much pain and sandy helped me with a little bit of flare on the right side and did a little bit of myofascial release on the hip flexors on the right because they're so tight because they're pulling me down we've got to open it up so she took care of that. Then she flipped me over. Now remember, my body is rejecting proper posture. It doesn't want to go that way. 
You know, it's like, no, no, laugh, laugh. No, no, I want to go here. And it's fighting and my body's arguing. What is it going to do? Well, I feel just like the princess in the pea. I can, like right now, I believe I just felt some tightness. You know, there's some fascial adhesions underneath my jaw and right there on my cheeks. I can feel them. I wouldn't have ever felt them before because I was a sheet of fascia before, adhesed fascia. So I know that there's a few more areas that I need to work on. But then when Sandy got to my back and she looked at it, my sacrum was off very, uh, just a fraction. It was off, but it was minimal, but it was enough that I could feel it because my body is reacting to every little correction. And she helped me get that back into position, which is, I can tell you how to do it. You lie on your stomach and you have somebody hold your leg and as you pull in, it, it it's just incredible. It's like a centrifugal force kind of thing, but your leg is bent and when you pull your ankle to the side, somebody's adding resistance and pulling it back, that moves your sacrum. And it's super cool. But these are all things we'll just, we just need to put on the website. We'll figure, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll do this. But anyway, she realigned my sacrum. Then she started working on my QL. When I do it myself and I'm standing, I am going after this sucker. And I think I'm scaring it and making it go into muscle spasms. But when you do it yourself and you're using your muscle hook, you are tensing up your arm you know, that you're holding it with, you're then adding tension to your neck and you're creating a whole domino effect of tension. So then that QL muscle isn't getting the full relief of the release because you need to be able to be no pressure on your shoulders. You know, like you're, you're, you need to be on your stomach with your arms as relaxed as possible ahead of you, bent, you know, hanging and your head needs to be face down and there needs to be no tension on your body. And when you do it yourself, you have all that tension. But she pressed and it was so painful because you know you're in the right spot because it's so painful. And I touched my right side and there is no pain. So I know this is real because I keep thinking it's getting worse. It's getting worse. But she was able to release it. Then she went down and did the gluteus, the gluteus maximus because that was hurting. And then when I flipped over and she went into my stomach and got the rectus abdominis, and then I know there's more. So now that I've kind of figured this out, I know she teach me, teach me something. I'm going to keep going. I can tell if I add pressure at my thigh where it hurts so badly, I just feel around until I feel, I feel a tender spot. And this is the same way I do with fascia. And as soon as I feel it, I just stop and I apply a little bit of pressure and I just sit there and apply a little bit more, and it feels like it's just spreading out. That's how you're doing a myofascial release. And so I'm just working on doing that for my body. But when I stood up off that table, I felt so, I still had pain, but it was manageable, and the stabbing and all that stuff was gone, and it made me a believer. So when I came home, I knew I had stuff to do, but the main thing I had to do was nothing and enjoy it. And I sat down because there was no way I wanted to welcome that pain back to my body. I am bound and determined to figure out, was it me? Because right now it's starting to hurt. 
Now I'm thinking, hit the QL, hit the QL. But I think the better thing is for me to get my ball and lie down on that and kind of let my body just fall into it because I need to do it without tension. I hope I don't forget that. Don't let me forget that. I got to break out the ball. Will break out my ball. And I'm going to do these exercises. But I have really come to terms with the fact I, I, I just, I wouldn't be up walking and living my life had I not sought out these crazy modalities that nobody told me about. So that is why it is so daggone important that I share it with you and hopefully it'll help you and let me know if it does. I, I figure somebody's coming back every day, so somebody wants to listen. And so for that, I'm grateful. But please message me. Um, I, I, my son showed me how to figure it out. I had to respond to somebody on Instagram. So he showed me how to do that. So yeah, Instagram, I think is kind of cool. And then um, I'm learning it. But please follow us on Spotify. Tell your friends and let's share what it is we're learning. And I'm, I'm so thankful that you take the time to come back and listen. And I really do hope that maybe this can help you a little bit. And postural respiration, look for that in your area because regular physical therapy just isn't cutting it, at least for me. It was not cutting it, and I needed something that was going to work. And, and maybe these aren't the modalities for you, but maybe me sharing will make you go find, and I'm not saying that to be rude, but will help you go find the direction you need to go so you can get alternative methods to making yourself better. And then you can do a, pod, a podcast on Spotify because you know how easy it is, Spotify for podcasters. <laughs> Thought I'd throw that in there because they sponsor us, so that's pretty cool. We got one little sponsor. Woo-hoo. But, uh, yeah, thank you. Work on your posture. Work on your fascia. Find the modalities that work for you. Don't just sit there and let them tell you because I'm just as happy as a pig in mud. I think this is just wow. So we'll see how it is tomorrow. Stay tuned. Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.